Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hello, Old Time Crime Girl listeners. This is Melissa here with my friend. Shannon, hello. It's been a minute. Um, It's been a 4th of July holiday week for us, so we did take some time off. Um, because life happens and it was a holiday. We yes. wanted to. <laughs> so we have a new saying, not only if you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time, but life happens. Life and happens. so life, but yes, my family's had some birthdays and graduations. Yeah. And, so, and out of town day trips are nice. And sometimes you just have to enjoy being with family. So it's we summertime. did that during the holidays. And yes, and stay cool. Hope y'all are having a good summer too. But so happy fourth to everyone who celebrated, and um, happy Canada Day was the first. That was oh, that Friday. Okay. Um, which our story today actually takes place in Canada. Cool. So we do have some listeners there. So shout out to you. And our warning plays before every episode about how you know keep the kids away. What we talk about, and everyone knows true crime is pretty gruesome. But I will put a warning out there. That today's story does involve a child and being tortured, and it's just not good. So if you have any um, hesitations and you don't want to hear something like that, just don't listen to that. Does that mean I can leave now? No, you have to stay put. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can handle it. Okay, I'll do my best. Oh. And like always, she doesn't know what story we're talking about today. I don't. So. I don't know the story today. Well, so. over my sometimes time. I know. Sometimes. Not yeah. always. Sometimes, and sometimes you know more some that I don't know of. But in my um, brief pause of not having to write anything, it gave me more time to watch TV and listen to more podcasts and find some more stories. There so. you go. Always good so to I do. So we're actually going to um, talk about Mika Jordan who is this adorable blonde six-year-old girl who's in all these home videos. And that's why I like podcasts because I can just listen. I don't have to, when you watch it and you see the home videos and you see what they, it's it, more sometimes it, it pulls your heartstrings a little bit more yeah. um, for me anyway. So no, this it would video with this little curly blonde head girl laughing about and playing outside and singing and dancing and all the things that six-year-olds do. Um, she, one of her favorite things to do was catch ladybugs. Oh, okay. She really liked ladybugs. She's, um, her mom said she would keep them for a few days and then feel bad. Like, oh, they have to go home. They have a family. So then she would let them go. Um, unlike my son who caught lagging bugs and we just kept them till they died. (laughs) Because I forgot about them. (laughs) Horrible, horrible, horrible. But, um, so she really liked ladybugs. And her mom said that she caught ladybugs probably because the butterflies were too fast. Uh, it's really hard to catch a butterfly. It is very hard to catch a butterfly. Ladybugs land on you. Yes. In fact, do. I had one land on me last week inside my church. And it had to go a long ways to land on me where I was sitting. Oh. So <laughs> that was pretty fascinating. But yeah, they're a little so, easier to catch. Yes. So Mika, um, she has a little brother named Levi. And some backstory on um, Mika is that she's from a blended from a split family okay so um she spends half of her time with her mom kyla woodhouse and her stepfather brian and then other part of the time she's with her dad spencer jordan and stepmom marie uh, magoon so she's got two sets of parents and she was really happy and like couldn't have a bad day a lot of kids you know they're 
schedule gets interrupted, they get changed, they start having behavioral problems, or it affects them somehow. And it seemed like it didn't affect her. Okay. Um, both sides, she just seemed happy, like she just couldn't have a bad day. Um, but it is important to note that during this time, this was in 2011. So she spends half her time with one house, half of her time with another one. But at the same time, there's a custody battle going on okay. between the biological parents. And so sometimes that creates tension and maybe they weren't on the best of terms. It didn't, I don't really have a lot of information on that backstory. Okay. Um, but it um, just happened at a bad time. So they were at the house when a horrible 911 call comes in. And this was November 13th, 2011. And so it was her stepmom that made the phone call that she's frantic her daughter had fallen down the stairs okay and this particular weekend she was supposed to be home with mom biological mom and um kyla and brian but for some reason either the calendar got out of sync or they kept them longer or something happened and she ended up at the other house um so not sure why with the biological dad with the biological dad and stepmom and so the 911 call comes from marie who's saying that her daughter has fallen down the stairs and that she was unconscious and needed help, needed an ambulance. So, but it was very clear from the extent of her injuries that it was just more than a fall down the stairs. Hmm. Again, I pulled out air quotes, fall down the stairs. How many cases have we had that? The one we just did with Stephen Clayton the other day. And then you think of um, what Peterson and the staircase. So it's falling down the stairs. But so, like, some of her hair was matted. Chunks of it were missing. Like, you don't oh. miss hair when you fall down the stairs. Right. Um, she had a third-degree burn on the palm of her hand that covered oh, wow. the whole hand. Um, severe bruising, like, all over that Poor no baby. way every inch could have tumbled and hit something as you're going down the stairs. Wanted to be bruised that quick. Yeah. Um, so, and then she was sent to the hospital. And upon further examination, like she was put on life support, she had she was barely hanging on. Um, they did more tests, and she had severe abdominal trauma, like she had internal bleeding. Her pancreas was lacerated, um, her liver was torn. She had multiple head injuries, and unfortunately, she did die the next day from oh, all of that that baby. happened to her. Mm. And so, um, it was clear to the Calgary police that the homicide unit was what was called out and it was quickly launched an investigation to find out exactly what happened to Mika. I mean, we know where we're going with this. She was at their house. That's the only two people that were there. So those are your only two suspects at this point. It wasn't little brother Levi. So, um, Spencer. Wait, Levi was shared between both two as well. Levi was, um, four at the time. Okay. And, they didn't list him as a witness because they didn't want to traumatize him further because it was apparent something had happened. He had seen something and he, cause he just shut down. He like stopped talking Oh. and um, they didn't want to push further uh, and cause more, right. more trauma. So That's they left kids. him out as a witness. Oh. Um, and even one of the neighbors, cause there was an investigator that, from the podcast I listened to that was going around asking, have you seen this little girl outside? Like what? And he said he'd only seen her a few times and wondered why she wasn't in school. Cause she was six and she was beat up a lot, like just banged up and just looked a little rough when she was over there, which made sense. So the timeline. was there any history of mom? Okay. We're getting there. Well, okay. yes. Like okay. further, further down the line, but yes. 
Okay. So, you know, they have two suspects, Spencer and Marie. And then, but do you know, is it one? Is it both? Is someone covering somebody? Like, you right. don't really know what happened. Um, so, police, they were trying to work as fast as possible to gather evidence and put charges on the table. Because, obviously, something has happened that wasn't just a fall down the stairs. And protect the little boy. Yeah. And so, here you go. Here's your Here's your question. A few weeks before the fall... So, Mika came home from a court-ordered visit with dad and stepmom, and she had a lot of unusual cuts and bruises and was banged up a little bit so much that mom called Alberta Child Services. Okay. So, like, there's been incidences before, um, but they didn't go into detail on what they were. Got it. But they were court-ordered visits. I don't know if they, obviously, they weren't supervised, because if they were, this wouldn't have happened. Yes. But um, maybe they should have been. Yes. But, um. So, to the outside looking in, so the investigation goes underway, and Spencer and Marie just, like, just start enjoying life. Like, they, so they didn't waste any time grieving. So, no effect on no, them. No, So, they, they, like, met several new friends. They started partying. They were going to concerts. They went out drinking. They were living above their means because Spencer didn't have a job. And so, they're just, like, out and about mm. enjoying life. Okay. Yeah. But what Which they, had to make people seeing that just sick to their stomach. Yes. You just lost your child. Yes. Um, but for them, so they were just enjoying life, but they didn't know that their new friends over the course of eight months that were hanging out and being besties were actually undercover officers. Oh, wow. They did a Mr. Bing sting. And I, have you heard of these before? No. Okay. So this after it took like almost a year. So almost a year before Mika's death anniversary, police finally were able to arrest Spencer and Marie for murder. Are you going to explain what the Mister Bing thing? I am. Okay, I am. So their their new friends, air quotes and friends, had some business opportunities in the form of a criminal organization. So what these people did was they befriended them. They gave them a little, you know, money coming in. They took them out to eat. They took them to concerts. They did vacations. They became besties. Okay. All under to gain their trust so that they could. So they were providing the income. Well, they were jobs. So they invited them into this fake criminal organization and were paying them to do like small stuff. It didn't go into detail, but the whole point is. To get them to trust them enough to be like, okay, now if you want to really hang out with us, you got to give us something, prove your loyalty to us, the whole gang mentality. Got it. You need to, like, we heard that you're a suspect in this sense. Like, you need to tell us, like, are you really as bad as you say you are? Like, what did you do? Right. Earn it. Yeah. So, and it works. Wow. Yeah. And so, they trusted their new friends and they started talking. That's Mm. just... I don't know how I would feel if that was my job to like be somebody's best friend for months knowing that I'm trying to pull something out of them. Like that would that. be hard. Because then when I found out what they really did, I would probably want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when children are involved. I am. So, don't hurt a child. That just. Mm. Yeah. So we'll divert for just a second. Okay. How did they get the name Bing? Big. Mr. Big. Oh, Big. Big. I, I know I talk fast. Okay. Sorry, it's it been a while like, since we say her recording. It sounded like she was saying B-I-N-G, but big, big Mr. Big. Okay, Mr. Big Sting. Okay. So, Mr. Big is the crime boss of the head of this organizational flow that um, they have to impress in order to I see. move up within the 
organization, even though it's a fake, fake multi-level marketing at the yes, criminal yes. level. Go go up, <laughs> up the next level before they level up. Got it. They have okay. to talk to Mr. Big. Mr. And it's very important that they, because it's funny how, so the court system and how things work is they can't be under distress or being pulled financially or some type of way where it's where they have to got they it. have to willingly give it up not like blackmail kind of right but, because okay. then they can turn around and say i was forced or i felt stressed enough to say this it's not true and then you can't use any all of the evidence that you you've gained okay and so it had to be done very meticulously their wording choice had to be very careful they had to have them motivated enough to want to get the rewards that they were given, but not felt like they had to. Okay. And he, Spencer, is actually kind of paranoid about it. Oh, Because okay. after he has the meeting with Mr. Big, he calls, which is all on video, he calls um, Marie up and was like, that felt like a police interview. And so then they were like, oh my gosh, they found us out. Like, this is not good. But she talks him down. She's like, what are you worried about? Like, are you worried about nothing? Like, we're getting money. We're having fun. Like, it's, it's fine. It's Got fine. It. It's all going to be fine. And so he was like, well, okay. So then it's her turn to come in and talk. Oh. So, it, I, yeah. How would, I don't know. To me, that just feels like I would be setting up. But then we think different. So yeah. we, we, they had no clue. They had no clue Mr. Big was actually in the Well, if they were doing any kind of drugs, then. I'm pretty sure. They didn't they mention that. But cells. who knows? It's it's possible. But they didn't mention, like, nothing happened to Levi. They didn't mention anything that happened to Levi. This was just um, Mika. Okay. But, um, and it's so funny. and it, Well, not funny, excuse me, but her reaction when they bring her into the police was, children are my passion. Like, I love children. Children are my passion. But No, you sick. don't. No. You don't. Like, why would you say that? But, yeah. So, part of their deal, like, they had to keep the money rolling in was to tell Mr. Big exactly what happened. And so, we're going to go back a little bit further and talk about that burn on her hand. Okay. So, she had a third-degree burn on her palm. So, the day before the fall, there's a recorded call from Marie to, like, a urgent care health clinic nurse, place like that. She was calling and asking about a burn. She's like, hey, my daughter burned her hand on the curling iron straightener. And um, I just want to know if I need to, like, pop it. It blistered. Do I need to pop it? Do I need to drain it? Just ask, like, a regular question. And she's um, like, you know, how old is your daughter? Say, oh, she's six. And and then the lady's like, she was using the curling iron? Like, how did this curling iron get in the hand of the six-year-old? Right. And she's like, well, no, she was just playing with it. And I found her. But it's got a really big blister. And I just want to know what I need to do with it. Like, do I need to let it dry out? Do I need to pop it? Like, what? And then so the... Um, the operator nurse or whoever's on the other line makes a joke about, you know, I'm 30, hadn't figured out how to curl my hair and like just light talk. And she's like, well, does she hurt? Does, is there any pain where the burn is? And she's like, no. Hmm. And she said, really? Cause burns hurt. Like even like, touching a hot pan for like two yeah. seconds, it hurts. And, um, she's like, no, no, she's fine. And then you hear like screaming in the background <sighs> and which I mean, it could have been Levi, but to me, I was like, obviously the child was hurting. And she said, well, what does it look like? Is it black or is it white? And she's like, oh, no, no, it's white. And she said it like, that's fine. Like, it means it's healing. And she's like, uh, it's white. And she's really concerned. And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, that's a third-degree burn that turned white. 
like, are you sure she's not hurting? And then they, they cut the they cut the audio so you can't hear it anymore. Oh, man. But so a third degree burn on her palm. So she called. Uh, evidently, she was concerned enough to call to find out what to do about it. But um, we're going to find out how that actually got there in a minute. And it's, it's, it's not pretty. So we're going to pause for just a second. So we're finding out. Yes. About the burn. burn. Okay. So we took a pause. Um, so the burn. So during her talk with Mr. Big, she was explaining how um, apparently they had the view that Mika lied a lot, needed to be punished. And I, I don't know. Aww. She's again, she's, she's six. six. Um, but this particular punishment was she had, she was sitting in a chair and she had um, Mika stand in front of her and she said she locked her legs around her and held her with one arm she's got her held she can't go anywhere and she takes a lighter <gasps> and holds it to the Sorry. palm of her hand oh my goodness. for 30 seconds 30 seconds long enough to create an entire palm of a third degree burn yes oh that makes me mad and I, I mean she's bound to be screaming and hollering yes and then Why? does she feel any pain Yes. It's amazing that that child was so happy-go-lucky and having to endure. I don't know if this was just like, because it was a few weeks before, like it was just a short time and it just escalated and things were bad. Because I don't think it was like that bad all the time. I don't know. Because with the custody battle, like maybe something was a stressor to to them. But for some reason, that's how she chose to punish her. That was awful. Holding a lighter over her hand. And I've, I've seen, we've heard cases where people have put, the child's hand on the stove or mm. something like that, but instead of holding, she held that, that really lighter makes her. Do her thing. You don't do, do that, that to children. Don't do that to anybody. No. <laughs> I don't know. The lady who did it to her should probably have to. Well, that should be her punishment. Yeah. Hold probably. your hand over this lane for 30 seconds. Yeah. So that's how she got the burn. That's how she got the burn. Um, so Spencer, during his time with Mr. Big, uh, I mean, this was hours it took to pull this out of him that because um, at first it was like, I didn't hit her. I did not hit her. Like he was trying to convince himself that he didn't hit her. But then during his hours long conversation, he says that like he ended up taking his anger out on her. He hit her pretty hard and she fell back on the tile floor, ceramic tile floor. And his his words were she smoked her head pretty bad. Oh, my goodness. So, then you have some, I mean, you're six, and you get pushed down in the ceramic tile floor. And then um, he pushed her again hard enough to hit the kitchen cabinets like seven feet away. And um, he punched her in her stomach, which is where the abdominal trauma came in and internal bleeding hard enough to lacerate her pancreas and her liver. He said she doubled over, and he said he... He didn't hold back, is how he put it. He's like, I he's like, I didn't mean to, but I didn't hold back. But you meant to. Yeah. Anyway, nobody made you do that. You did. That's it. right. And she was six. Um, yeah, she was six. You're a grown man. And then it's and then um Marie took a pillow and tried to explain her part of it. So you have Mika on the floor and she basically had her standing over top of her, had her hands and was just shake shaking her, <sighs> probably knocking her head further back into the tiles and all kinds yeah. of bad, but it turned into, I mean, this was, this was days, they said. So her hands were eventually bound. They found traces that her hands were bound. She was forced to run up and down the stairs 
Even after, after all that? After this. I'm surprised she was even functioning. She was pushed, because even Marie said she had fallen down the stairs a couple times, because how can you function like that if you're in pain, bleeding, burned? She was dragged up the stairs by her hair, hits the, With the a, missing yeah. clumps of hair. Um, eventually, where she fell down that last time, where they decided to call 911 to say she fell down the stairs. So... <sighs> They weren't very intelligent to not right. think that that was going to be found out. and Yeah. But so the, the trial, of course, goes on for several years between appeals and the back and forth and this, that, and the other. And they have to keep having to rehash everything. But they were um, found guilty. The first conclusion, the main first trial was a second degree murder. And they got 17 years of life without parole. Just 17. Just 17. And they appealed that because they didn't think that was fair and they wanted their sentence lowered and their charge decreased. 17 years is nothing. Yeah, nothing. That poor child lost her life and the family lost their child. Mm -hmm. and... and so the um, go back and forth, back and forth. And then it was on the technicality that finally in November of 2017, so then it happened in 2011. Mm -hmm. So 2017, the Supreme Court finally ruled and they upgraded it to first degree charge and then put them with 25 years without parole. Still, not yeah, life in prison. They should be no. life in prison. Because um, I'm sure they're, they're not that old. No, I don't know how their system, because um, it's Canada, Canada, I don't know how their system works as far as like parole and, and life without parole and all that stuff. And I'm assuming probably with good behavior after 25 years, they'd probably be out. Um, definitely something to follow up on, but that's just. That's Mika Jordan. What happened to her was Poor just thing. so unfair. Yeah. I um, hope her brother's been able to. So, at the end, yeah. you'll, you'll like this. Okay. So, at the end, there was a school talent show, and he got up there and sang something called Sissy Song. It was by Alan Jackson, and Aww. it was a tribute to her. So, he was singing it out loud, and he took a bow at the end. So was he, he still young to, or older? He was older. Okay. So, this was more, rec more okay. recent, because he wasn't for who was... Don't quote me because it didn't say when it was, but he probably looked about like 10 or 12. Okay. Um, maybe has that many years passed by? Well, he was older. He was okay. much older in his school talent show. Um, and he always wears a necklace that has ladybugs in it and some of her ashes. And um, Very sad. Very sad. But they are working to get like the, the laws changed on like clauses for because the only reason they had it upgraded to a first degree was because there was a little tagline like it has to be you commit the murder while committing other stuff and one of those things was um unlawful confinement and kidnapping well her hands were tied at some point okay. she was held down and burned yeah and then she was dragged up and down the stairs and she can't get out of that situation so they deem that as unlawful confinement so okay. that's what upgraded the charge to first Good. degree they needed longer time in there mm. so well and like we were talking about somebody in there has probably found out what they've done and for some reason you know if yeah. you're in prison and you get crimes against children they don't like you so much yes. so i'm sure they're not having a picnic wherever they are yeah which i don't know what prisons are like in canada i mean probably similar but Wow. Well, that is sad. Um, I'm glad her brother. <laughs> we need a happy story to end yeah. out with. Yes, her brother. So her brother has opened up and is doing talent shows and singing and, and still carries her his bat necklace with her stuff. And 
And who it seems to be doing better. Yeah, what he'll do with his life, you never know. So that might he might do something that helps others. So you just don't ever know. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. And yes, it's good to be back and have a story to talk about. And yeah. I've got more lined up for next week. So we will be back next week. Yes, we will. I think life has slowed down. Well. That's the plan. Yes. So it so good to be back. Good yep, to just be from, with my friend Melissa. Yes. Long miss that. Yeah, yes. So just remember that you can find us on Facebook, Old Time Crime Gals. Oh, that's thunder. Y'all heard that. We have a severe thunderstorm flash flood warning out, so we're about to have some bad weather. Yes. That was a nice thunder roll. Um, and you were, right, you were telling them where we were. Where we were um, you can find us. Yes, on Facebook, Old Time Crime Gals, and then at oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. And we're on all your podcast outlets. We do need to get updated on some, but we're on um, Spotify and there goes the rain. Yep. It's raining. It's raining. But in the meantime, just remember if you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time and we'll talk about it.